Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi folks, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveller who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi listeners from all over the world. Welcome back for another very exciting melting pot episode. My guest in today's episode needs absolutely no introduction, especially in the tennis world, where people refer to him as a tennis guru. He may not agree, but I know that he's being referred to as a tennis guru. He's a professional player who has seamlessly transitioned from being a player to an absolutely amazing coach and a mentor. He's none other than Galo Blanco. Thank you so much, Galo, for joining me today. Thank you, Payal. I disagree with everything you have said, but uh, as you said before, <laughs> I'm just a person who I like my job, you know, and uh, well, I'm trying to do my best. I think your journey has um, inspired, and there you cannot deny it, it's inspired so many young players, you know, to want to succeed in, as we all know, a very, very competitive tennis world. So I I want you to share, um, you know, with all my listeners who obviously tune in from all over the world, what, what really... What inspired you to pick up a tennis racket in the first place? Well, uh, it's a long story. Everything starts when I was four years old. Uh, my dad, uh, who is a doctor, was a doctor, already retired. He's, uh, he, he liked to play tennis. He was a tennis coach. It's, it was not, I mean, he was all day in the, in the hospital, you know, working as a doctor. But then, I don't know, his, uh, the, the way he, I think he's... His life, it was always about tennis, you know. Uh, he wanted to, to play tennis, never was a, a pro player, you know, but uh, he he started studying, you know, like uh, as, a, as a tennis coach and uh, he started coaching me. We are from uh, from the north of Spain. There is not usual to have uh, tennis players. We are literally like ha- ha- a thousand kilometers from Barcelona. At- well, what's the name of the area that you're from originally? It's... It's Asturias, it's Oviedo in north, right in the north of Spain. So it's a thousand kilometers away from Barcelona. So I started to play tennis with him. 
actually, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, I love it. I cannot uh, start playing like a, just like a hobby, you know, like, but then I start being good, uh, regional, uh, then uh, national. I was one of the best uh, in Spain when I was 12. I got uh, I got an offer from the federation, you know, to have a scholarship in Barcelona. But I was quite young; I was 12 years old. My parents, they they at that time they thought like it's it's no point to send a you know uh, <laughs> their son to Barcelona, thousand kilometers away from from home, and uh, just to play tennis. So they refused it. And then when I was 13, the, the year after. I was having a really good results in a national level because my parents they could not afford to you know to pay anything and uh, and and every time I was playing a tournament I was I was winning it and uh, and and I got another offer again from uh, from the Spanish Federation and at that point my 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 dad asked me that uh, if if I really wanted to to be a tennis player so so I I say yes I would love to go to Barcelona you know that that was uh, the place where every every single player like I uh, was you know staying try to become a pro and uh, and yes I, I I came here and uh, and actually it was it was a really good uh, generation of players and coaches that uh, helped me to you know to get to to where where where, where I where I get, you know, like I, I, I become pro, I, I was, I don't know, 40 in the world, like uh, I was really lucky, you know, I was really lucky to, to become a, a tennis player. And then uh, after I finished, I finished my career as a, as a tennis pro, I don't know, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I, I got married, uh, I, my, my wife got pregnant. I told her like, I'm, I'm not going to travel anymore, you know, because I was traveling <laughs> around 35 40 weeks a year and i say like okay i will help you with the with our kid uh, but actually i don't know i i start trying to i had different kind of offers you know from uh, from tennis wall um, agencies and uh, and i decided to try to to start i don't know one of the on my on my weakness as a as a tennis player it was it was the patience you know and mentally i was i was quite weak you know, and 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 I start trying to you know work with uh, psychologists and uh, mental strength and uh, how I don't know how can I my biggest challenge was how can I help the players or the or the young generation you know to 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 become better mentally and and with the with the problems that I had in the past as a tennis player you know and uh, and this is why I decide to become a tennis coach you know. Uh, with my experience on what I was living, you know, as a tennis player, how can I help the, the you know, the, the youngers to become better than I, than I was? I started working in a tennis club for two years, you know, working with 420 kids in between, wow. uh, yeah, in between four and uh, 12 years old. You know, this, uh, it, was, it was really good for my patients, you know in order to you know to learn how to start with the base and uh, and then uh, in 2010 i i retired in 2006 in 2010 i start thinking about um, about building an academy you know and this is why uh, i don't know i when when i was a tennis player i got a really good relationship with all the spanish tennis players and my partners are Jairo Velasco and Fernando Vicente. Both of them, they were 
pro players, uh, Fernando as a singles player and uh, Jairo as a doubles player. And we all together, we, we thought like uh, we could build a, a, a good academy where we can uh, share, you know, all the experiences that we had as a tennis players and how the, we can, you know, the transition, you know, from, from, uh, from, um, from the base to the pro, you know, how can we work on this? And, uh, and actually we are having this academy in Barcelona where, where we are working and we're having like around between 30 and 40 kids a year, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's really good. I'm really happy about it. I mean, I've, I've seen you and you're just so hardworking and passionate about what you do. I've seen you on the tennis court and I see that you give an absolute 100%. And I think that's what obviously you expect from your players as well. So do you get disappointed when you see that a particular player has potential but doesn't really have, you know, that push and the drive and the aggression? Do you get disappointed? How do you then, you know, do you work with, the mind of the player what is your mantra to motivate that player because you know you you have uh, like you mentioned you have tennis players in your in your academy who are um, I mean I'll come to the professional players later but you know who obviously come to the academy um, and they come there because of you and because of Fernando and Jairo as you mentioned Mm -hmm you know, to get better. But if if they don't, you know, they have the potential, but not the drive, then how do you try and motivate them? I I do. I, I do get really disappointed. Okay. Because I, I, when I see the potential and I see that the player doesn't want to work, it's no point. I mean, uh, without work, you're never going to get where you want. Okay, this is this is something that uh, that uh, why why I I I got success as a as a tennis coach and not as much as a player is because uh, what I was not doing as a player I'm doing as a coach and as you said I'm giving my hundred percent I would say I would, I give my hundred and twenty percent okay mm-hmm. I, I I try my my only challenge every day I wake up is it's to try to be better than the day before you know that's that's the the way I see life in in everything you do. It's not only tennis; it's uh, everything in life. Okay, every time you wake up, you try you, you 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 need to try to be better than the day before, and this is this is what I try to to you know to to transmit to every every single player or every single I don't know whatever you do in life, you try to be better every day. Okay. So yes, I do really disappointed when uh, when I see someone with uh, skills and um, that I see that uh, has potential and uh, doesn't give his hundred percent because at the end of the day, the percentage of uh, players, if we talk about tennis, that uh, they earn a, li- a living, you know, it's 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 really really small. I would say it's a zero point zero 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 one percent of the of the yeah. players that they are trying, you know. Mm. So that's why it's sometimes it's really disappointing. So so what I do, it's. Uh, I try to convince them that they, they are not doing their the right way. I try to explain them like my experience as a player, my experience as a coach, but I don't I don't force them. 
Never. Mm. I try to guide them, you know, to say like, uh, okay, you are not doing well. This is this is what is going to happen if you keep doing the same way, you know. And this is the thing that you need. I mean, this these are the things that you need to do to at least have a chance, you know, to become a good tennis player or whatever you do in life. Then it's up to them to do what I'm saying or to choose the other way, which is the way that they were doing, you know, like, uh, okay, I'm talented, I'm, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to make it, whatever. Because, you know, the problem in, in, in tennis and at the end of the day in, in all, all the sports and in life is like when, when you see someone say like how good you are, I don't believe much in the, in the in the people that they are saying how good you are. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be humble. You have to have the feet on the ground, you know, and you have to, as I say, you have to try to be as as good as you can and as better as you can every single day. What is the experience that I have as a tennis player and as a tennis coach? For example, if I look at the players that we have right now, when when I look at Rafa Nadal, uh, when I look at Roger Federer and uh, Novak Djokovic, why they become so good in the sport? Because they are challenging each other, you know? At the end, they yeah. are feeding each other. Uh, they they don't want to be number one, and that's all. At my, at my, at, I remember... From my generation, it's uh, it's uh, Carlos Moya. Carlos Moya, I was living in the same room with him when I when we were I don't know when we were fifteen uh, for three years in a row, you know. And he became number one in the world, and that's all. That was that was his goal. He became number one in the world, and it was over, you know, and it stopped working. So what what happened with these guys? They don't want to become first. I mean, number one in the world. They want to become the the best in the history. You know, they want to yeah. they want to make history. So at the end of the day, when you see Federer and you say, wow, he's the god of tennis, you know, but then you see Nadal and, and you see the way he's working and the way he's practicing and the way he's competing. And you say like, OK, this guy, he wants to be better than uh, Federer and he may become better than Federer. But then you see Djokovic and he's thinking the same. And these yeah. three guys are amazing. But they are amazing as a competitors. They are amazing as a tennis players. They are amazing as a persons. I mean, it's everything all together. You know, they wanna they wanna make history. You know, and and they are feeding each other. And this is the best thing about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What to become a tennis player and to become a player? You know, who is in the top league? How much of it is physical and how much of it is mental? I would say 80-20, 80 mental, 20. I mean, at one point, if if you ask me, I would say like 100 from, from the top 100, 99% of them, they have a really good skills. They are really good in, in terms of tennis, in terms of playing, in terms of fitness. But who is the strongest mentally? Who is the smartest? Who is the, the one who, who is willing to be better? This This is all mental. That's why I'm saying like, I would say 80%, I would say 80, 75% it's mental and the rest is uh, physical, it's, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, technical, whatever, you know? Technical, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you, so how did you transition? I mean, you did mention that you've set up an academy, but you've also, you know, worked with some very, very top players 
And a couple of them you've groomed and got them to a certain level. So how did you identify potential in them? You know, because it was, I, I remember earlier in the conversation, you said that, you know, you, after you got married and you said, no, you're not going to travel because as a player, you were traveling whatever number of weeks in a year and you were away from the family. So at one point you went back to doing that, but not mm -hmm. yourself as a player, but mm -hmm. um, traveling with players. I mean, I can mm -hmm. mention Karen, for example, Karen Kachanov, or mm -hmm. you worked for a while with Dominic Thiem and prior to that mm -hmm. with Raonic and mm -hmm. it, it probably also with uh, Feliciano Lopez, but I'm not sure yeah. about that. You did. You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payo, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Feli was my first player, oh, <laughs> but was, okay. he's, he's one of my best friends. Uh, I was helping him uh, when, when I was a player and he was starting. And uh, then when I retired, he asked me for, for help. So actually, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I was, as I said, I was traveling from LEH. Uh, and uh, at one point I was here uh, working in that club for that I was working. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today with 420 kids but uh, this last uh, two years and a half and then I realized like I was missing a lot <laughs> the tour and I was missing traveling as well you know yeah. because at the end of the day I was I was doing this all my life hmm. so I start I start working with Feliciano and uh, I stopped with him after seven months you know why because first of all was one of my best friends and uh, and at one point I realized like uh, okay if if I'm gonna push him to the limit, I will I will lose my friendship with him. You know, mm. so so that's the thing. I mean, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. I I I always push to the limit uh, as a tennis coach. Uh, of course, I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, you need skills to to become a, a really good uh, tennis player. Okay, but uh, what I like is to to get as you say. You mentioned uh, Karen Kachanov. Uh, you mentioned Milos Raonic. I I, I started working with uh, Milos when he was 19 uh, years old. Uh, uh, he was 270 in the wall, and I stopped with him when he was 13 already in the wall. So mm -hmm. it was it was three and a half years of hard working, 
well, I don't know. It's 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 really tough to to explain now. In 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 a, in a few minutes, I, I could talk for you for for hours, you know. But um, he was a really hard worker, which is the main thing. Uh, he was trusting a lot in in his coach, which which was me, you know, uh, and the team that we have around. And 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 this for me is crucial, you know. Uh, with Karen, it was the same. I got him when he was even younger, when he was 17 and 417 in the world. And I still have a relationship with him, you know, but uh, I stopped with him when he was 24 in the world. So it's, it's, it's a lot of work behind. It's not, it's not only about me as a coach. It's, it's all the team. It's the fitness coach. It's, it's everybody, you know, everybody involved. But uh, as I say, they have to have skills. They, they they do have the skills to to become a top players you know and uh, and then of course the hard work that they are putting every single day and uh, the trust that they have in their team it's it's very important so when they approach you do you go by your gut that yes I think this particular player has a lot of potential or do you observe you know over time and then see the potential how do how do you because every player that you've worked with and now I know that uh, Rublev is in in your academy as well and he is places so do Mm -hmm. you do you work with your gut or do you observe it's a little of everything, you know, as uh, when, when I stopped with, uh, with Karen, with Kachanov, as I said, he was 24 in the world. He didn't understood when I stopped. I stopped because I start a new, a new part in my life. I would say a new chapter in my life. Okay, where Gerard Piquet, the soccer player from uh, uh, FC uh, Barcelona, uh-huh. Called me and asked me to to be to be part of the new Davis Cup format, you know. So as as I'm the way I am, you know, <laughs> I'm completely crazy, you know. Uh, I I fell in love with this project and uh, and right now I'm 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 in charge of of this of Davis of the new new Davis Cup, you know. So I told him like I will stop, you know, with him. He could not believe uh, he could not understand why i wanted to stop i say to him like i i could not travel full time and um and he, he understood and and we stopped it you know after i stopped with him i got a call from dominic team uh, who was already number five in the world and uh, actually for for the project that we had in the with the davis cup he was not sure that because we had to pass a rotation and the, it was an AGM in uh, in Orlando in August and I'm talking about uh, November okay so mm-hmm. it was like uh, nine months ahead where we had to work a lot and it was not secure that 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 we will that we will have this uh, this agreement with the ITF and we will be the the ones in charge of uh, of the new format of the Davis Cup okay so after one week, I got a call from Dominic and I say, wow, this, this is going to be the first time that I'm going to be with a top player without getting him, you know, from, from young age, you know, and, and this was yeah. something that, uh, that it, it scares me, you know, a little, you know, because I say like, okay, I, I, I was lucky to be successful always, you know, I, I, I had the, I don't know if to say the eye, you know, to see the potential on, on some players and and then to start working with them. And uh, I don't know how to say, I mean, I, I had the trust, 
you know for me for me the most important thing about about the relationship that you have with the player is the trust that he has in you okay so they trust me a lot uh, i have type of uh, work that that sometimes people like and uh, <laughs> and I, and i have people that uh, that they hate me about it as well you know <laughs> yeah. because i i push them to the limit i never cross the red line you know but i always push them to the limit so the time that i i start working with tommy and also it was it was tough for me because i say no to karen you know and and then as soon as i <laughs> i start traveling with tommy even that it was not full time and it was only 10 15 weeks it was not easy for me you know but uh, you know it gave me the, the the chance to work with someone that he was already there you know and, it, and and i'm saying this because it's completely different to get one player when he's 17 he's 18 19 whatever you have to build the player you know other than uh, having a player that is already there number five in the world and you have to explode other different things you know And actually, it was it was pretty amazing because I would say like Domi also is 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 not an amazing player, which is which which he is, you know, is is amazing now. Right now, he's number three in the world, but he's an amazing person. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I learned a lot from from this the year that I was with him. You know, it's uh, it's it's a comp- it's every every day you learn something from from this kind of. Uh, people and players you know it's it's not only about how they work is the is is their mind you know the way they see the things and uh, they are special for me i mean i i, I always when they ask, when someone asks me can you build a top 100 players i i say yes yes you can you can build a top 100 player but you cannot be like top 3 player you know they born they born to play tennis yeah i you know? to- Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Coming to your question, I mean, it's it's a little of everything, you know. You see the skills, of course, but you, I mean, I I look at everything, how they are meant. I before I commit to work with someone, I always look at their at their matches, the way they talk, the way they are, you know, everything. It's all together. I will never be able to work with someone who doesn't have the the values that i have or that my family or my parents they they gave me you know mm, yeah i've seen you uh, i mean i've observed you when you've been with you know in the big sort of league tournaments you're in the players box as you know the coach of the player or the mentor of the player there is a certain calmness about you it's impossible to tell what's going on in your in that head of yours <laughs> so, <laughs> so i i wonder you know what would i mean now you're not sort of traveling with a player but when you did what went on in your head when you were watching you know your what would be the top on your mind it's it's really tough to be <laughs> honest it's really tough to explain i'm i'm uh, i always say i'm i'm like a fire you know mm. so sometimes i'm i don't know you 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 can you can ask me at one point what what is going on in my head and uh, i would say something and five seconds after i would say another completely different thing you mm. know mm. it's 
I don't know. It's it's something where I have the ability to 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 see some some things, you know. That uh, I would say sometimes it's lucky. I don't know if it's lucky or what what it is, you know. But uh, it's it's not easy. It's not easy to explain. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's all these years of experience as well. Yes, yeah, so, sometimes I mean, sometimes yeah. it's it's uh, overconfidence as well. You know, it's uh, it's. Or, or to transmit this 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 confidence in your in your players, you know. Mm-hmm. Every time I I I talk to them, you know, uh, the way you look at them, the way they look at you, you know, I I I always like to to look at their eyes. I I always told them like I always told all the players I work with them like uh, every time I look at their eyes, they are talking to me. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to do the same. When they are looking at me, I'm trying to transmit security. You know, I'm trying to transmit positivity. You know, and and this is the way they're gonna. I'm I'm gonna gain their trust. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if I have their trust, then it's everything is done. Yeah. So it's it's the body language. It's exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I understand that. On a different note, I because tennis is something that you know we could be talking about for hours because yeah. of all your experience. Uh, I'm sure there'd be a lot to hear and you know and to sort of to enjoy listening to. But clearly, uh, that will probably go on as you'd mentioned earlier as well for hours if we had to have mm-hmm. that conversation. If you were not a tennis player. What would you have? I mean, what is it that you would have liked to do in life? Oh, wow! If you were uh, not associated with tennis, was is there something that comes to mind that okay, maybe I know you said you started, you picked up a racket when you were four years old, but well, I was I was also a skiing, you know, alpine sky uh, ski, and uh, and and at one point, I, at one point when I was eleven, I had I remember my dad asked me to to choose in between tennis or ski, you know? So I would say something, something with the sports. Oh. Uh, since young age, I was, I was, I was doing everything about, I mean, I loved sport. I, I, just to give you an example, like uh, when, when, let's say Olympics, when, when we have the Olympics, I could be 24 seven in front of the TV, you know, <laughs> watching any sport. It doesn't matter from curling to whatever it is, you know, but I can watch sports all day long. I love sports. So you were born to be a sportsman, in short. 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, do you have any time to listen to music, to watch Netflix? Do you, I mean, do you ever manage to do any of that? Yeah, sometimes, yes. I mean, it's depending on the time that I have. But uh, yes, of course, now that I have a, a daughter, you know, like uh, at the end of the day, you have to learn how to be in the same page as they are, you know, and uh, the, my, my daughter, for instance, is all the Netflix, Spotify, this kind of uh, weird music that they are listening now, and <laughs> trap and whatever and rap and, and it's, it's crazy, but you have to, you have to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Otherwise yeah. you get, you'll get completely left behind. So yeah, you, exactly. yeah, 
Yeah, totally. So whenever my, you know, my chat with you is um, published on Spotify and all the other platforms, I'm sure it's it's your daughter who's going to find it for I'm, you. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she's not gonna like to listen it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's been so nice talking to you, Galo. Um, thank you nice. so much for your time. And it's always, uh, always a pleasure, as you know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Payam. Thank you. I'm totally blown away by how humble and soft-spoken Galo is. His progression from being a successful professional tennis player to a legendary coach founder of Forslam Tennis Academy and now heading the new Davis Cup. Carlo has truly achieved so much and made such a mark for himself in the tennis world. I really enjoyed listening to him talk about his fascinating journey and I can imagine all the hard work, the sweat and blood that must have gone into getting this far with, I am certain, a lot more to come. Hope you've enjoyed this very special conversation on Melting Pot. Do continue listening. Until then, this is Pyle signing off. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.